one right stroke and it's just boom. It's like, what even <laughs> happened? What happened? I don't know. Hello and welcome to Thoughts and Perspectives, a Swinger Lifestyle Podcast. We are Ben and Kay, a two-physician couple in the lifestyle, and would like to share with you our thoughts and perspectives on related topics. We are physicians, but we are not your physicians. If you have any concerns about your personal or mental health, you should talk with your own doctors. This is an adult podcast and is not intended for people under the age of 18. All right, this is episode number seven, and we are going to talk about a very exciting topic of male performance. Episode number seven, this is our lucky episode, right? Right. Right, 200 downloads, that's what we're shooting for. <laughs> we chose a very good topic, I yeah. feel like. Yeah, um, pretty popular topic. Uh, comes up a lot um, uh, in the lifestyle, like not only in our personal experience, but we also see it um, in the community, in social media, people asking really the same questions over and over again, particularly uh, regarding erectile dysfunction. Yeah, all, all actually kinds of erectile dysfunction, right? So I think that the questions on Reddit always pop up. You know, I want to say when we first started, I want to say like 20% of our encounters were some sort of performance anxiety. Yeah, um, but I think I think we learned a lot about that, which we'll we'll get into when we cover the individual topics. Um, in any case, uh, today's individual topics are going to be uh, erectile dysfunction, uh, premature ejaculation, uh, delayed ejaculation, and then uh, performance enhancing drugs. Uh, what are, what are you going to do about it? Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about Viagra and, and things like that. With this one, it's um, it's. It's almost evenly split between our experience as swingers and our experience as doctors. This is like one episode where I feel like my doctor hat is on. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel, um, you know, this one has a lot more medical and psychological slash psychiatric stuff involved, you know, so we can talk about medicines um, and you can talk about kind of what you do in your practice to help people with some of these problems. It's interesting, uh, you know, right? So I'll encounter it in my professional life and then in the lifestyle as, right, a, as right. a swinger. And so I feel like I have a, a good perspective the, that way. The, the full spectrum yeah. of, of interaction yeah. with this. And yeah, in, you know, having someone like you talking about it should hopefully make people more comfortable in talking about it and talking to their doctors about it. So yeah. um, that should be pretty helpful. Um, so let's talk about a case. Um, and this case uh, comes off of Reddit from like two weeks ago, and there's probably a post every two weeks uh, about it. Um, but for this guy, um, this, uh, this couple has been in the lifestyle for three years. Um, he said, first year, no problem. Got an erection every time. Everything went great for him. And then uh, about a year in, uh, he went to a lifestyle club. Um, they were interacting with, a, I, I can't remember if it was a couple or just a, a single female, but he said this woman's very attractive. Um, and then he had what he describes as stage fright and then wasn't able to get an erection uh, during mm -hmm. that encounter. Um, he said, this wrecked my head. Um, and then he also went on to, as he talked about it, he's like, this is all, I know this is all purely in my head. Um, he tried Viagra, Cialis, and Melanotan injections mm. um, to address the problem without any success. Um, have you ever, have you heard of this thing? Um, Melanotan? Have mm. you heard of it? No, I have not. No, so I, I didn't even know this was like an erectile dysfunction drug and I'm, I'm not sure if it actually is, uh, but uh, it's not FDA approved um, currently because it has some issues. So basically it's this injection of this medicine that would help you get a tan. So ah. like you wouldn't have to go to the, like a tanning salon or get a spray tan or whatever, you basically inject this stuff and then your melanocytes get all amped up and you, you get a tan. Okay. But it had some super weird side effects. <laughs> uh, involuntary stretching. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you would, um, you would just be walking along and you'd have to like stretch, like, like stretch out your whole body, stretch your arms or legs. <laughs> involuntary. Isn't that weird? Okay. And I think there's a lot of yawning as well. And there's some other health effects. So it, the FDA was not super keen on that. But I, I think you can get this stuff in Australia still. Um, but isn't that just the oddest set of side effects for, for a medication? Oh, parasympathetics make, make, make you stretch? Yeah, I don't know. You think that? I don't know. Weird. Um, 
in any case, uh, he says uh, during encounters following that, um, his wife will, is able to help him uh, achieve an erection um, through oral sex. Um, but as soon as he goes to put on a condom, boom, it's gone. Hmm. Um, and at the end, he asks, how the fuck do I break this vicious cycle? <laughs> um, so that's that's our case from Reddit. That's a good one. You know, it's funny because there's a fork in a road. So if you can get an erection, right, you know that your plumbing is fine. Right, right. So um, in setting up the, the outline uh, for this podcast or for this episode, um, I divided it into two categories uh, of erectile dysfunction. One is psychological, which we're going to talk a whole bunch about. And then medical, which we're going to gloss over very briefly because if it's a medical issue, you should probably be talking to your doctor. <laughs> right. Um, which is actually more concerning and more important. In terms of your long-term health. Um, yeah. Although if it's psychi- if it's psychological, then you should probably be talking to your doctor as Yeah, it's well. more yeah. like quality of life. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, uh, Viagra um, as a medication is one of the cheapest medications you can use to improve quality of life yeah. in a human. Yeah, it's like the best bang for your buck in terms of improving uh, someone's happiness with a medicine. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so uh, let's dip into the psychological uh, psychological Perf- category. Yeah, performance anxiety basically is where it's at. Yeah, and that's what this guy's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. stage fright, performance anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Public speaking. Right. Yeah. Public speaking with your dick. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that- that's what you do. I remember. Lifestyle. I remember seeing like a like a, a poster somewhere. Was that in Vegas where they had puppetry of the penis? Do you remember that? We went to Vegas like ten years ago, and there was a poster up to like go see like some show where the guy did like puppetry of the penis. I'm wondering if it involved ventriloquism. So you should have pointed out at that time. I would have wanted to see that show. I I, I think I did point it out, and I think we decided not to go. <laughs> I'm not. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe next time. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the things that I've been, I've been reading is basically you'll be in a situation, uh, nothing wrong at all with, uh, with a female you're interested in. Or I guess, I guess suppose it could be a male, but typically, um, you know, our experience, um, heterosexual males, seeing an attractive female getting into a sexual environment. And then when they want to have penetrative intercourse, you know, they fail to achieve an erection, um, and then they carry that fear with them. Right. From into each subsequent encounter, like, oh my God, I'm so scared, I'm not going to have an erection, and nothing kills an erection faster than fear. Um, Which makes sense, because evolutionary you're wired. Think of it this way. Sexual activity dis- is very distracting. So if, if there is like a tiger that's going to kill you, that's not a good time to have sex right now. It's time to run away. That's true. Have you ever heard of a, a nervous erection or a nervous, a nervous boner? Have you ever heard of that term before? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think males are only capable of getting these in high school. It's like, you know, you're sitting there in class and you know you might get called up to the, to the chalkboard um, to answer a question or something. You're like, oh my God, I hope I don't get an erection. I hope I don't get an erection. Then you get an erection. Ah, right, so you get a hey. nervous boner. Um, so I suppose <laughs> in that instance, anxiety can cause erections. Uh, but typically, typically anxiety is the boner killer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the nervous system action is actually quite complex mm-hmm. during this whole process. So you need to be relaxed to allow right. for blood flow to begin. Yeah. And then that will give you the erection. Yeah. And so if you're anxious or if you're worried... Right? This is not good yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Let's kill the erection. Yeah. But to finish, right, to actually ejaculate, you need now to switch gears and you you want to switch off your rest and digest and you want to engage that, that excitement at the end. Yeah, so so let's let's take a step back. Um so let's talk a little bit about the, the scientific terms for these things. Sure. Which at the risk of putting our listeners to sleep. So there's two ways in which this part of your nervous system is divided. There's your sympathetic nervous system, which is I'm running from a tiger. Flight or, or flight. Fight or flight. So we're gonna call it fight or flight. Sympathetic fight or flight. This kills your boner. And then there's the parasympathetic or rest and digest. 
um, basically parasympathetic system, resting, digesting, intercourse, right? Like you're not, you're not, when you're being chased by a tiger, you're not going to be eating anything, you're not going to be sleeping, and you're not going to be having intercourse. So that part of your nervous system shuts down. Yeah. So think of like pleasure, you know, like I think like rest and digest system is, is all the things about pleasure, you know, yeah. like yeah. food, sex, yeah. all the fun stuff, you know, versus excitement is also pleasure, but like in a different way, I feel like. So yeah. those are the two systems and you need to like, you know, it's like a gas and a brake in the car so that you can have really smooth sailing through the corners. Yeah. Right. So like you, really need that you know kind of relaxed feeling going into it and then you need to really step on the gas there at the end and yeah. like peel right. out so um how it works or at least how it's been described to me is you activate this uh rest and digest part of your nervous system um and that allows you to achieve this erection and then at the point of orgasm you then activate your fight or flight uh, part exactly. of your nervous system which helps you orgasm and ejaculate and that in most people instantly kills your boner, right? After you ejaculate, right? <laughs> right. That amped up uh, part of your nervous system basically shuts all that stuff down for you at the, at the very end. But you need that or else you're not going to finish. And there's another issue that we can talk about later about not finishing. Yeah, delayed delayed uh, orgasm. Um, it'll be towards the end. I know yeah. it's funny because I've only come across it on the cruise. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. It's a lot more... Less performance anxiety on the cruise in general, like instances. Yeah, and I think there's some. Some still, but just yeah. less than club. And I feel like it's just maybe the cruise is much more relaxing to begin with. Plenty of opportunity and yeah. different environment. People like, you know, more struggling to finish as opposed to anything else. But yeah, yeah. this particular case, so this is anxiety about anxiety so now now he's in the cycle and and this guy is smart like he yeah, he's he, self-aware exactly so yeah. he's he totally, knows what's going on he knows what's going on he knows yeah. it's in his head it's performance anxiety and he knows he's stuck in this cycle and unfortunately the trigger of the anxiety now is going to be like the condom or you know like yeah. whatever it is or seeing attractive female and thinking that you can't perform yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with the condom. I think it's you know his wife gets him there because that's a you know a very comfortable environment. You relax mm -hmm. with your own partner. If you fail to get an erection with your own partner, you know you know them. You know there's going to be other opportunities. They know you. They know you can you can achieve an erection. So if you fail to get an erection with your own partner, you know that's not the biggest thing in the world. So you're not worried about it. Right. And thus, when you're not worried about it, you're able to get your erection. And then when you move away from your partner and you start putting that condom on and start thinking, I hope I don't lose my erection. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's gone. Uh, probably not the condom in that instance. Yeah. You could also get the same with just too much excitement, actually. Like if, if you're so excited, you know, you see also posts about people like they finally made friends with this couple. It's coming up and they're so, so excited. And now they're really worried about performing. Yeah. 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 The bigger the lead up, the more of a disaster. You know, the more yeah. of a straight st stage fright you, yeah. you get. Yeah. You never, you never see these Reddit posts where the guy's like, yeah, I was in this eight person orgy and I had sex with three of the women. Then I turned to the fourth woman and then I had a re erectile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That, that, that doesn't. That could be, but for a different reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. At some but, point, you. But like, you know, you, you you haven't given yourself the time in that in that multiple multiple partner situation to start getting worried about things, right? Exactly. Yeah, but if you're like amping yourself up and amping yourself up about the encounter, and you're like, oh, am I gonna be able to please this woman and all that sort of thing? You know, you kind of yeah. you kind of have that problem. Yeah. So you have to. You have to get rid of this anxiety about the anxiety. So you have to kind of stop caring yeah. to a degree. That's my that's my secret. <laughs> but it's, it's really hard to do. Yeah, and and so the the way that I see this happening and I read about this happening is usually in men that I would consider to be pleasers. Yeah. Yeah, men who are overly focused on pleasing their partners over themselves. You know. For everybody, you know, like you enjoy different aspect of swinging, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, you'll encounter people who get off on watching their wife. You people, you know, and yeah. um, you know, people love to get off on how much the 
the new partner is excited about being with them, right? Yeah. And yes, you do have guys who are like very much into pleasing and kind of making sure that you're it, having a good and time. It, and it sucks that this is a disease of generous lovers, right? In general, I would say it's the nicer guys. Yeah, yeah. The more generous of a lover you are, the more likely you are to have this problem. Yeah. Uh, which, man, what a <laughs> what terrible irony. Right. Um, and so, what about alcohol? You know, as a, as so, you know, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of people, I guess, in general in society, we we see this all the time um, in our practices. They use alcohol to treat anxiety. Well, yeah, because. Alcohol is GABA, so you're going to use basically, you know... I'm not in, sure. So not everyone has heard the term GABA before. Not everyone. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So it's a way to turn on your rest and digest system. How about that? So yeah. you can tap in, basically, alcohol is a drug, yeah. and you can tap in with, with this drug and just tell your body, okay, turn off your flight or fight. And go rest and adjust. And most of us, that's what we do use it for, right? Like, yeah. that's why I have my glass of wine after my kids are in bed. I'm, like, sitting there. I'm, like, I made it. I'm or that's okay. why we have aperitifs, right? Like, right. A, like a little shot of something to drink before you enjoy your meal, right? Because, right. you know, it makes your meal better. It turns on your, your rest and digest. Um, the tricky part is you can definitely overdo it. Yeah. And so then you, you know. You, you get whiskey dick. <laughs> Or I guess I guess um, yes. you're Russian, so it would be vodka dick in that in that scenario. <laughs> oh, it's too funny, you know. And everybody's tolerance is different, and so you, I feel like with alcohol, you you could help yourself with some alcohol, but you would need to know yourself. Yeah, it, it would be a, a very fine line. Exactly. Yeah. Because I definitely have been in scenarios where the guy's just way too drunk. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the whiskey dicks. Yeah, yeah. that's that's not going to help your performance anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like when when we engage in you know our debauchery and fun activities, you watch your alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've I I'm gonna jinx myself on this, but I've never been so drunk that I've failed to perform. But you also drink like light, like two yeah, drinks, I'm a light three drinker, drinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that hasn't affected me, but I have had issues with erectile dysfunction in the lifestyle. I feel like at some point, if you do it long enough, you're going to come across a situation where things just kind of don't work. Yeah. Like whatever the scenario might be. Yeah. And my issue um, is less performance anxiety. It's just, um, you know, on these cruises, it's seven days of not only encounters, but then also, you know, these encounters get us amped up. So I'm, you know, we're having. You're amped up all the time in day seven. Yeah, I'm amped up all the time. (laughs) Comes around. I'm doing stuff with, you know people and then we go back and we do stuff like three or four times after that because we're so amped up and so by the end of the at least at the end of the the cruise in, in November, November of last a year one. Yeah. yeah I uh you know we were with a, a couple um the female of course was very attractive for some reason that's a, a common theme um we started things out was going fine and then there was some interruption in the encounter some logistical issues and then you know we paused and I, I couldn't get past half mast. Yeah. You know that for the for the rest of that that encounter. But what was interesting is both of you guys were in the same boat. Yeah. And so well, well, um, I'd like to come back to that a little bit, but um, really, in after from that day forward, I you know I, I did not have as good of erections, you know, for pretty much the rest of the trip after that, and so I think I just ran out of steam. Yeah. Uh, was my issue, which is good because it doesn't give me a lot of anxiety that about performance it just tells me that you know i need to watch my endurance and pace myself yeah um okay so let's talk about a little bit about the the other guy in that scenario right because he also had some performance related issues his his were i think a little different and a little bit more long-standing and Mm -hmm. and his wife kind of knew how to handle it yeah his wife knew how to handle it but the the other interesting thing about that encounter which i really wanted to talk about is that did not ruin the encounter for you. Oh, it was great. No, you had a, you had a, yeah, you had, this is one of your best encounters. Yeah. And that was with a guy who had erectile dysfunction. During so I our... think that's the, the part where the guys get so worried about it, about pleasing the girl and yeah. this and that. And some of your best encounters have been with men who had erectile dysfunction during that encounter. Yeah. Yeah. 
I had an excellent encounter where the penetrative sex was quite short for one reason or another, whether it's performance anxiety or premature ejaculation. Mm -hmm. And it ended well for me because these guys, like you said, tend to be really nice, mm -hmm. like just personality-wise, great mm -hmm. guys. And then they're great at oral. Right. So that's right. that's one interesting uh, right. kind of yeah. thing that runs together. So for me, these these were not like you know my least favorite encounters yeah. by yeah. any means. Yeah, and that's recently, right? Because yeah. you know we've learned with experience. But it, you know what it is? It also, it's it's a different mindset that I have now as opposed to when we were first starting swinging. Yeah. So when this happened when I was younger, I would just get hung up on like, oh my gosh, it must be because I'm not attractive enough, and you know, I'm not doing things right. I, um, you know, I'm too aggressive, or you know, I'm not. I was paying too much attention to myself, which I like. I just love to kind of lose myself in the moment, and you know, like I do forget about my new partner and like let them kind of take care of themselves, enjoy themselves, and I just you know close my eyes and I'm just like, oh my god, this is awesome. Or I will even like check you know you doing stuff which turns me on, and so I was thinking maybe that's what it is. So I had a lot of like that performance anxiety would translate into my self doubt, and it's. I don't have that anymore, you know. Yeah. So with that when it happens, I'm just like, hey, whatever, let's do something yeah. else. Yeah, we know it happens, um, and then either yeah, you do something else, or one of the things um, like we talked about in our case is the wife is often able to help yeah. the person have an erection. So when I notice from across the room that you're involved with a, a guy who's maybe having some erectile difficulties, I grab his wife and I bring his wife over to him to, to help, help with this out. scenario, and that most of the time. I will say very few guys will not get hard with a two women going down on them doing oral. Yeah, yeah. I would say for me, number one solution is me and the wife go and try Deal to... Deal with the situation. You know, the worship and bring back to life. Kind of, you know. The, yeah. and, and so that works really well because in the past I would be hesitant to reach out to you because I was like, well, I don't want to ruin your encounter right yeah. like you're having fun and i'm like i'm just i'll be okay we'll we'll get there exactly right so now i'm just like hey i'll i'll you know we'll pause and you'll just chill or very frequently just stay by us and just like play and yeah. like it's fun yeah yeah um let's talk a little bit about um earlier in our you know in our journey i guess um in dealing with erectile dysfunction in the club you know when we were club people previously it seems like a lot of times uh, men would have erectile dysfunction and then just give up. Right. Right. And that's when you had bad encounters um, with men who had erectile dysfunction. That's mm -hmm. with guys who have this issue and then basically give up on the entire encounter. Yeah. And you yeah. can tell like they just, you know, like they, they're not having a good time. They're, they're just feeling awful about the situation. Yeah. And pretty much like. They're just waiting for things to be over and yeah. kind of feel ashamed and all yeah. of that. And so I think my tip number one, if it's happening, you know, like, don't worry. You yeah, know? and just don't give up. Don't give up. Just switch yeah. to oral yeah. and, and don't give up. And you will provide that woman with a good encounter. Because a lot of the times the guy is worried about being able to provide a good encounter. And it's not necessarily the penetrative intercourse that would have even done that in the first place. So if you do have erectile dysfunction, do not give up because, as we said before, some of your best encounters have been with men who did have erectile dysfunction but did not give up. Exactly. So I would say don't, you know, don't think of it as like a curse. Think of it like, hey, I just have to stay flexible and see what else is going on and kind of figure things out. What works for me? You know, do I need my wife? Um you know, like a bigger pile works great. And so do things and be creative. So I think that anxiety about anxiety is the key here. So if yeah. you want to break the cycle, you have to really think of what helps you kind of break that worry about pleasing somebody. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think that covers pretty much anything. Is there anything else that you um, do in your practice or that you would recommend 
um, to patients in your practice that would maybe talk to you about this issue, just kind of in general? Oh, yeah. Um, in general, it takes a lot of courage. You know, it's it's easier to write about it on Reddit, I think. Mm-hmm. It's harder for guys to come to a female provider and then start talking about having performance issues. Yeah. And it takes me a while of knowing them and having that trust and knowing that I'm not going to judge them. And typically, they will cautiously explore like lots of different topics in their life and kind of gauge my reaction mm-hmm. and see how open-minded I am and all that before they actually kind of bring this up. And so I jokingly say it takes me six months of working with someone and knowing them before mm-hmm. they will actually bring it up. Sure. So they finally bring it up. and So need... advice portion number one is bring it up earlier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, do those things that you need to do to get yourself comfortable with your provider and you know bring it up. And then when you bring it up, fully honest, there's no, you know, by the time, it's funny because when you're a provider and you have that mindset, like you've heard it all and yeah. you really don't have like a judgment hat on. And when I was an intern, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I talk to people about their, you know, performance issues and their, you know, their sex life and all that. But nowadays it's like. Of course, of course, that's what I do. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like a big part of your life, right? Talk about life issues. And so bring it up early, be honest, be open and, you know, be open to trying things. And so that's where you may not kind of find solution with what you think the first solution might be. So Mm -hmm. like keep trying different, different um, coping thoughts. So coping thought is something that can tell yourself in the moment kind of disarms your anxiety. Oh, it's going to feel amazing. Just wait for it. Wait for it. And by like mm-hmm. focusing on that and focusing on like anticipation of mm-hmm. pleasure, that actually relaxes me and then I get my pleasure. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I don't, I'm not sure I would call it a coping thought, but when I, when I go into an encounter, um, I don't go, I don't think so much, oh, I hope I please this woman. I hope I'm enough or whatever. It's like when I go to the counter, I'm like, my goal is for this woman to walk out of this this room and be like, oh, my God, what just happened? Right. <laughs> I'm not worried like, oh, my God, please her, whatever. It's like my goal is for her to, you know. <laughs> but you can see how it's the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. It's like the other side of the same coin, but you're yeah. not worrying about pleasing. You're worried about, you're just thinking about how awesome it's going to feel. Right, exactly. After it's done. Exactly, like, exactly. You're focused on that. Yeah, and I'm focused on the positive goal as opposed to the negative consequence. Exactly, Yeah. exactly. So you have to know yourself to find one that works for you because for somebody, what you think about, it's like, well, that's not achievable, right? Like that feels like unrealistic. So you have to find something that feels realistic to you. Yeah. So that's the only one where if it doesn't, if it doesn't, sound right to you probably that's not yours you have to look for one that like feels right to you and then use it and kind of go through a little bit of search yeah um okay so that was category one psychological um which i think is going to be the bulk um of this episode um category two is medical um and this is when you should talk to your doctor well i mean you should talk to your doctor about the psychological one too but you should you should be in more of a hurry um, if you're failing to have an erection due to medical issues, um, things that can cause you to have issues with erections medically uh, are things that cause you to have issues with, you know, all the blood vessels in your body. Yeah, the plumbing. The plumbing. Um, and so high blood pressure, kidney problems, diabetes, uh, and these all contribute to atherosclerosis, which is hardening the blood vessels or uh, oftentimes what we call vasculopathy, which means damage or problems with uh, with the blood vessels in your body. Um, there's also Peyronie's disease, which is where you sustain an injury to the penis and you start getting all this scar tissue, which you can cause you to have like a crooked penis or have difficulties um, getting an erection. And then uh, the other kind of obvious thing um, would be if you've had like prostate issues, you've had surgery on your prostate or radiation to your prostate, then you know, that's pretty obvious um, as a cause, a medical cause of your erection. Uh, or erectile dysfunction. And basically, the reason why you hur- want to hurry up is because the the lack of, you know, like if you can't get 
erection, especially when you masturbate. That's more worrisome to me. That's yeah. one of yeah. that's one of the first questions I usually ask. Yeah. Okay, can you get erection when you masturbate? And the answer is usually, of course I can. Yeah. Great. We can spend all the time in the world talking about the psychological, psychological causes yeah. and we're not in a hurry. But if they say no, that's yeah. where, like, this is canner into mine. And guess where else your plumbing is messed up? Your yeah. heart. Yeah. And this is like a little bit of a warning well, sign. Well, everywhere else in your body, you know, you got right. blood vessels everywhere. So. But your heart, especially. Like, oh, your brain is important too. Right. Your kidneys, Stroke, all those things. Heart yeah. attack. Like, that's, yeah. that's the reason why you want to hurry up and see your primary. Um, for that yeah so if, yeah. if you're not getting erections when you're masturbating if you're not getting morning wood um then yeah you mm-hmm. you should really consider that maybe you've got a medical problem going on that you need to address and if you're having if you're having difficulty getting an erection with your partner who you're comfortable with and you're not anxious you're not getting erections when you're masturbating you're not getting that morning wood what about um what about condoms how much does like condom oh yeah like um kind of decreases your sensation or yeah it it does um yeah i'm not i'm not sure to what degree um the lack of sensation can contribute to erectile dysfunction but one thing that i think really can contribute is if you have a poorly fitting condom like one that's too small and this exists so i used to think that any size condom will fit any person right because you always see that people like filling condoms with like you know, like five gallons of water or stretching the condom over your head. And people, people will say oftentimes on social media, you know, guys who are saying the condom is too tight are lying to you, which may be the case, you know, and they may be trying to get into an encounter without a condom. Uh, but sometimes it's true. The condom is too small. And what you should do in that instance is you should actually look for a condom that is the right size for you because they, they are very much different sizes and having the correct size condom is going to make a big difference for you, uh, not just in terms of, you know, helping you achieve a good erection, but also during, you know, with uh, with the quality of your encounter. So, yeah, make sure you have the right size. We have a whole episode coming up on yeah. condoms fitting. Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah there, there's a lot be... of research went into that one. <laughs> We're still researching still it. Still researching. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. actually. But, you know, this is where you want to feel very comfortable or as comfortable as you can. Okay, um, so I think that covers pretty much everything we're going to be talking about in terms of uh, erectile dysfunction. The next uh, couple of topics are going to be uh, a lot shorter. Um, and the next one is premature ejaculation. What causes that, do you know? Yeah, this is where, you know, this is called like a young guy problem, right? So it tends to be, it tends to run... Um, is, it, is it always in younger, like in our experience, has it always been in younger guys? I feel like... It's more in my practice experience, I would yeah. say. I very rarely have complaints of premature ejaculation from older guys, hmm. mostly from younger guys. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, maybe one of the reasons that is, is because all those older guys are like already married and stuff, <laughs> you know, and they're not having sex anymore. <laughs> no, um, no they, they've got these established relationships and they've been dealing with it for like, you know, decades and maybe they don't even consider it to be a problem or... Or maybe they just have dealt with it and haven't even considered the fact that you get treated for it. Whereas the younger guys are getting mm-hmm. into these new, fresh relationships, and it's more of a problem. Right. And for me, this one is fairly easy to fix because your um, your medication, like serotonin reuptake inhibitors, but pretty much any of antidepressant medication, very low dose will fix it. And like it's a side effect of the medication. And... It's fairly easy solution in my mind. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, and for each one of these topics, I've had all of these problems. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, premature ejaculation, I've, I've had happen to me um, in the lifestyle. It's just like you hit, for me, you know, I would just hit like one right stroke and it's just boom. It's like, what even <laughs> happened? What happened? <laughs> I don't I, know. I feel like um, the... Whenever we have a longer break between true, true. lifestyle ex- experiences, yeah. yeah, when we are both super excited, like we finally get our night of fun and we're already looking forward to it, I feel like yeah. it just doesn't take as much. Yeah, yeah right? and the, the last time that I really had a bad episode um, was um, at Sapphire 
Club Sapphire in um, Tacoma. And that was after we took like a two year break after having our first kid. Yeah, right? we were so excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I hadn't done anything in, in like two years prior to that. And so, um, but you know, it's, it's happened to me, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is where, uh, what did you end up doing? Did you end up do- going again? So no, that was a weird encounter because I remember that happened and then at the same time, the guy started saying some stuff to you, which, you know, given that we didn't really know them very well, like I was, at least at the time, I was uncomfortable with it. I'm like, what are you even doing, guy, like saying this stuff? So now knowing what we know, right, I think that what was happening is was a little bit of BD dynamic. Like he was trying to be a little dominant. Yeah. Now that I know that, I wouldn't have a problem with it, <laughs> at least as much. But at that time, I, I was really kind of... We were like very kink naive, right? We were kink naive and I don't know, I was just, I was annoyed, I guess, with how he kind of took liberties with that. Like didn't, know? yeah. With, took liberties with you, like right off the bat. It was like, whoa, guy, like, <laughs> what are you saying to my wife right now? Like, you, you barely know her, you know? Like, and I it's know. funny because I was like totally okay. You had no idea. Yeah, it was yeah. like, <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know, everybody you know, has, like, I'm very open-minded in general, just, like, whatever floats your boat, you know, gets you off, it gets you off. Yeah, I would be a lot more open-minded about it now, but back then, I I wasn't so much, so, (laughs) no, there was not, I did not give it a second shot. (laughs) You were like, I'm just gonna watch my wife like a hawk. (laughs) All right, so let's move on to the next topic, delayed ejaculation. Oh, uh, for the premature ejaculation, they also have, like, numbing stuff, right? Like oh, the yeah. condoms with the numbing gel and numbing stuff and that sort of thing, which I, I guess um, we can just gloss over that. You can also just take a break. Like you can like yeah. decrease your sensory input level yeah. of excitement. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of times. Maybe switch to oral. Yeah. Um, and like uh, now that think I'm, about baseball. A, <laughs> I'm a little bit more aware of it. I will notice sometimes the guys will like say, okay, I need to like take a break or switch position. Yeah. And they will like. Just kind of like take a little pause, yeah, and you know we'll like take our time, you know, yeah. go walk to the other side of the bed and like reposition. Yeah, I'll verbalize that. I'll be like, I'm about to pop up. We need to stop <laughs> unless you want this to be over now. We need to we need to change our track, and I'll I'll let my partner know. I'll just say straight up like, Hey, I'm, you know, we need to go a different direction, or I'm going to be done before this even starts. Yeah, I feel like you have like two helps. Like if you if you like you know if it doesn't happen right away, you're good you know, then you're more likely to go too long. Yeah, which leads to our second one, which is delayed ejaculation, which I think is the problem that I run in, that I have personally most frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a consequence of that. Like I'll, I'll, when I when I stop and kind of take a break because I think I'm going to finish too early, then I end up finishing pretty late. It's, it's not bad, you know, like I don't mind you, you know, me being done first and chilling and then waiting for you to be done. You know, it's more like sometimes I'm like, oh, should I go over there to help you out? And then, uh, you know, I have to communicate it with my partner just saying, hey, I'm going to go over there to like help him out to like finish. Yeah. 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 And yeah, when you help out, it's like, it helps. (laughs) It helps a lot. Um, That seems to be our solution to this delayed ejaculation problem is, again, the wife. The wife, yeah. (laughs) Um, And I, I feel like this is really common in the lifestyle, like the delayed ejaculation. And a lot of guys don't ever finish with uh, partners other than their wife like they have a hard time doing that whether it's due to condom use or well, we definitely come across a couple of those where they're just you know one of them flat out kind of told me like hey i just you know don't finish from penetrative sex with partners other than my wife and yeah. just how it is for me and i'm like okay yeah. great yeah um and you know i feel like if if you if you Tell your new partner, you know, with whom we are swapping, I feel like it does kind of, ans- like, they might be wondering, like, hey, what's going on? Like, are you not turned on? Or, you know, what's happening? And you just let them know. It doesn't happen often for me, and this is how it is. Okay. And then our last category, um, which is performance-enhancing drugs. Um, and mostly what you're going to be seeing is sildenafil or Viagra and Tadalafil or Cialis. Um, then the other thing I kind of threw in there is um, injectables, um, like papaverine, or um, I think it used to have the brand name Trimix. Um, and these are drugs that you you have it in a syringe and you inject it directly into the penis. I have never seen any of the lifestyle guys like, like 
use injection yeah. before our encounters. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean that they might have not used it like before, right? Yeah. Um, and, and if you if you're if you are using that drug, like you're already seeing a urologist and stuff. Um, I, I don't think there's any you know regular non-specialty docs who are going to prescribe this. This is going to be coming from a urologist, and you've you've probably had issues for a long time um, for a variety of reasons, prostate issues, whatever, um, before you start using that. And so uh, these drugs um, can help you get an erection, um, and they also, from what I've read, they decrease the refractory time. You know, mm -hmm. like the time in between, you know, after an orgasm, before you can achieve another erection, it decreases that amount of time. From the scientific literature that I've read, it does help with that, although there's some things that say, no, it doesn't. And from my personal experience, I believe that to be true. <laughs> I believe it does decrease that refractory period. What's interesting for me, though, it's, have you seen the data on the memory? That these also help memory? Yeah, I've, I've read about that. And yeah. so I mean, I guess it makes sense to me since they're vasodilators, so they will dilate your blood vessels and increase your blood flow. It will happen with the penis, but it will also happen to the rest of the organs in your body. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, these drugs were initially it, developed to dilate the blood vessels in the lungs. Yeah, well, right. but if you dilate the blood vessel in the brain, then you're going to get a whole bunch of fresh blood there. Yeah. So that might yeah. be helpful too. Just really interesting. But basically, you know, that's the plumbing part. You want to have as much of a good blood flow as possible and not vasoconstrict. Um, you know, a bunch of guys, whenever I see these posts, sometimes also talk about the uh, temperature of the room <laughs> affecting their erection. Like if it's too cold or um, if it's too if it, hot? If it's too hot. It tends to huh. be that they will say something like the room was hot. And it does happen, you know, like when you get going, right? You have yeah. four rooms, uh, four people in usually smaller room, right? Yeah, I do appreciate good cooling, for sure. <laughs> and so, like, it does, I think, affect your blood flow. I'm wondering if if the body just takes your blood flow and routes it to the skin for cooling. Yeah, maybe. And maybe blood better used that way and I need to cool myself. Yeah, um, I wonder if sweating is sympathetic driven, right? Like if you're running from a tiger, you're going to be sweating. Right, sweating is sympathetic, yeah, mm -hmm. which is, you know, fight or flight, which is going to kill your boner. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't know. I, I'd have to look that up because I don't, I don't remember. But maybe if you... Yeah, it makes, I mean, it makes sense to me. But yeah, a lot of times guys will talk about the room temperature not being kind of what they want, you know, just in general kind of what is going on around them, you know, how distracting the the whole scene is, you know? Yeah. So, like, you need to maintain your focus to a degree. Like, you don't want to lose, you know, your focus on what you're doing and become distracted by what's going on over here or over there. Yeah. Do you want to talk about my Tadalafil experience? <laughs> I think we, we talked a little bit in a different episode where... Did we? I think so, we mentioned... You know, when you were doing it, I had this thought. I was like, you know, in general, when I increase any medication in my practice, right, I usually go up by something like 25, most 50%. Not 400%? Not 400%. <laughs> so, um, so last November um, on the cruise, I started running out of steam, started having um, not great erections um, toward, the end of the, toward the end of the cruise. And so I thought, you know what, this time... I'm going to pace myself and I'm also going to, you know, bring some insurance, right? Um, <laughs> so I ordered some uh, Tadalafil. Uh, it came in uh, two and a half milligram pills. And the two and a half milligram dose is if you're taking Tadalafil like every day of your life to help you have erections, you know, whenever. Um, and it's a daily medicine, you take it every, every day. Or you can take 10 milligrams and that should last you for a three-day weekend, right? They used to call it like the weekender pill. You know, you'd take your, your, your 10 milligram Tadalafil and have a good weekend. Um, so I took the two and a half milligram one time just as an experimental dose because I just kind of want to see what happened, right? So we did, we did that, or I did that, um, you know, like a month or two before the cruise, you know, um, and I didn't notice anything. It was like, as best I could tell, there was no difference. And so I thought, mm, you know, if I do want it to be effective, you know, 
Um, this low dose maybe isn't going to do anything for me. So I thought, hey, why not just take the weekender dose? <laughs> right? <laughs> Go pick her a hole. <laughs> I know. So I, so I popped four of those. <laughs> <laughs> I popped four of those. And then I was half masked for like the whole three or four days at, at least. Yeah. So we were like in this catamaran cruise where... Nude catamaran. Yes, clothing is optional. And I'm just like, I'm like, no, he's not like this all of the time. And people are just like staring like, why? <laughs> What's going on here? Is this like going to happen? And I was there like, just look at my glorious erection. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, this is this is something else. It just, and it like make me giggle whenever I looked. And I'm like, oh, this is not helping yeah, situation. It made me giggle too. <laughs> That's like, like, makes the whole encounter... I was like, oh my gosh. And we were with this like cool couple that we were like talking to. They were um The other dogs? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> Yeah. Like you know, and then I'm like, yeah, he should know better. He yeah. he, he really should. Yeah. But you know, this is where you get your swinger hat on, not your doctor's hat. You yeah. wanna party. <laughs> yeah. But it it worked. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little so, too well. A, a little too well. Um, the good news is that um, priapism with these drugs is... We should talk about what priapism is because right. um, one of the other po po podcasts, I think Casual Swingers, right? Where they mentioned they just had an erection for a really long time. Yeah, and... he, I think he said he borrowed someone else's injectable and he took like an injection and he had an erection for like... 30 hours or something and like that. And then that actually injured his uh, penis. Yeah, if, if, I, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think so. So, I, you know, this is something that I don't think people are aware of the danger of it. Right. You but know, you, like, you always hear in the ads, like, if you have an erection longer than four hours. You but know, everybody like, just laughs at that. Yeah, but if you have an erection longer than four hours, you should probably see your doctor. The, the reason is the tissue, it's like a tourniquet on your arm. Yeah. And, and you know, like that tissue can actually die and yeah. so like this is not good and i've had priapism before have i told you about that oh uh, no i don't yeah. think so let's hear so about it. it super weird i was in my 20s um i had a new partner we were having sex like a ridiculous amount um and then after like a three-day weekend of this I, I woke up um on a monday morning um i remember i woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I had an erection, which is like not unusual, right? Like morning wood, right? And so I go to, the, I go, I go pee, I go back to bed, and then I wake up again, and it's like eight o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, I have an erection, but it hurts. I'm like, what is going on? Like, why is this so painful? Um, and then you know, I, I go in, I go into my bathroom, I take a cold shower. Erection's still there, and it's at this time, it's like painful. And I thought, wow, you know, I've had this erection, it's been more than four hours because I remember I got up to pee and I remember being a little uncomfortable when I was rolling around in bed. Um, so I'm like, I remember that Viagra commercial said, if it's been longer than four hours, it's a problem. <laughs> so uh, I get in my car and I, uh, I start driving to the hospital because I'm like, I better get this looked at. Um, and you know, fear is the boner killer. So <laughs> I got super anxious. And by the time I got to the hospital, the erection was good. <laughs> yeah. And I never really figured out why that was. I don't have any medical problems that would cause that. The one that commonly causes that is sickle cell disease, which is a horrible disease. Um, causes a lot of uh, prolonged erections and, and that sort of thing. Dangerous I'm curious ones. if there's like a just random incidence of priapism. Just, just yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And I see it every once in a while. And most, most commonly, um, where I've recently seen a trend is in people who are using anabolic steroids. Huh. Yeah. Um, they, I, I, I've had a few cases recently of that, which is... You know, traditionally, I've, I had not been taught that that was a cause. Um, again, these could have been just spontaneous, like mine, um, or could could have been due to the uh, the anabolic steroids. But you want me to tell you what I do when people come in to the hospital with this problem? <laughs> sure. Um, so the first thing I do is I give uh, a medication like Sudafed. Oh, okay. Um, or something called terbutaline, which is a, an asthma medication that, you know, it affects your blood vessels. Um, and sometimes that helps, but not usually. If that doesn't work, then I stick, I 
numb up the area around the base of the penis so the entire penis is numb and I stick a needle into the shaft of the penis itself. Um, I take a small syringe and I try to pull out some of the blood and then I try to irrigate the penis, like push saline in and out of the penis through that needle to kind of like loosen things up. And, you know, when the blood is stuck in the penis for a while, it starts to clot up and get all gross. And so I irrigate it with saline for a while. And then I inject uh, a medication called phenylephrine, which is a vasoconstrictor, meaning it squeezes down those blood vessels. Um, And that's usually effective. Wow. If that fails, then I have to call the urologist in to do a shunt where they uh, poke some little holes in the head of a penis and they take a straw that connects, uh, I believe it's one of the veins to one of the arteries in the penis and just kind of reroutes the blood flow. Um, So basically the goal is to like clean out the clot. Yeah, like clean it out and then inject that vasoactive medication um, so it can get rid of the erection because if it's there for too long you know you can lose your ability to have an erection permanently which is bad yeah yeah i think that pretty much covers everything unless you had any other thoughts yeah you know it's interesting because i feel like the psychological aspect of it is like so big and everyone is different with that one i feel like the plumbing issue is more straightforward in a way um, oh, I forgot to talk about, so we talked about priapism and we talked about Viagra with yeah. that, uh, with that, you know, four hour warning. The thing is, is that Viagra and as best I know, Tadalafil don't really cause priapism. Ah. Yeah. So, um, Viagra was approved in 1998 and there's been something like 400 cases, a little bit more than that, of priapism that they've attributed to Viagra. And it's been like... 24 years and how many millions of people have used viagra millions of times and there's only been 400 cases that's pretty impressive that's effectively zero yeah Yeah. for if you think how many viagra prescriptions are out there yeah yeah so many um not only viagra prescriptions but guys saying like hey buddy do you want to try one of mine it's interesting because in my experience from the medications i prescribe like trazodone being one of them yeah oh yeah psychiatric medications are way more likely to cause yeah, priapism than say, Viagra is. Yeah. I, I don't want to say I've been to 100 cases, but mm-hmm. well into double digits of priapism where, <laughs> where you know, my patients came back and said, oh, yeah, by the way, I got that thing that you, you told me about. Um, it just didn't mm-hmm. last that long. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've never seen anyone come to the hospital for priapism due to Viagra or due to, due, due to a psychiatric medication. I haven't yeah. seen either one. I think it's, you know, if... if depends also on the dose and how they react. But it's funny because whenever I talk about it and say, hey, I'm sending this prescription, by the way, this can cause this. And they're like, oh, that's going to be a problem. That would be great. And I'm like, no, 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 this, <laughs> this would be a problem. Let me tell you about it. And so whenever I hear and they're like, get excited about it, I'm like, hold on. Like, no. Do you remember the medical school mnemonic for trazodone? <laughs> trazodone? <laughs> Okay, um, so I think that pretty much uh, wraps up the episode. Um, I did want to mention that our email address is thoughtsandperspectives at gmail.com, and it's T-H-O-T-S and perspectives at gmail.com. If you guys have any topics um, that you would like for us to talk about or if you have any particular feedback about the podcast, then please send us an email. Yeah, well, we'll see you guys in the next episode. you all over me